This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight, the state of emergency, the dangerous and potentially deadly flooding unfolding right now. Parts of an interstate shut down, rooftops collapsing. The new and dangerous system slamming the west at this hour. Several feet of snow expected in some places, eight inches of rain elsewhere. The flooding emergency already tonight and the winds gusting to 100 miles per hour. It will move across the country. Meantime, the other system in the northeast tonight, the potential snow coming tonight and tomorrow. Rob Marciano timing it all out. Also tonight, where is our money? Customers demanding answers tonight after a bank shuts down the largest bank failure since the banking collapse in 2008. Regulators today seizing the bank, customers rushing to withdraw their money. The White House is pressed tonight. Could other banks be next? What safeguards are in place? All of this today amid the new record jobs report. 311,000 new jobs added in February. Mary Bruce on it all tonight. The horrific images that have now emerged tonight. The gunman taking aim at that religious center. The suspect seen firing through a window. More than 100 shots fired crawling inside and our team in Germany. The race for the White House on the Republican side. Ron DeSantis in Iowa tonight declaring he's there from the free state of Florida. Not mentioning Donald Trump by name, but what he did say, a clear reference to the former president, Rachel Scott in Iowa. Meantime tonight, prosecutors inviting former President Trump to testify before a grand jury, investigating his alleged role in hush money. Legal experts say this is a strong signal that criminal indictments may be coming. Aaron Katursky and what he's learned tonight. The five suspects this evening lined up south of the border, the arrests and new charges, and what that note said left on the windshield at Rivers in Mexico. News tonight on embattled New York Congressman George Santos, what he's accused of doing now. But the U.S. Secret Service is confirming tonight as Santos himself responds. We do have breaking news in a case that made national headlines for years. The sentencing tonight in the Kristen Smart case, what the judge just decided. The health headline tonight, the FDA approving a first-of-its-kind nasal spray fast-acting to treat migraines. A passing to note here tonight, the famous actor, his hit show in the 70s, and the real-life crime drama that the country watched unfold. And will history be made at the Oscars? From ABC News World Headquarters in New York, this is World News Tonight with David Muir. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us as we near the end of another week together here. And we do begin tonight with this dangerous and potentially deadly system slamming the West at this hour. They're investigating deaths already, and this will move across the country again. Tonight, parts of an interstate shut down, rooftops in danger of collapsing, one warehouse already coming down. California declaring a state of emergency tonight. And look at this, a satellite capturing the massive system, what they call an atmospheric river coming in off the Pacific there, slamming right into the West Coast. The storm delivering several feet of snow in parts of Northern California. And you'll remember that so many communities are already slammed from recent weeks. These storms still digging out and now this tonight. Cars skidding on treacherous roads, parts of Interstate 5 shut down for a time. The flood threat in Santa Cruz County tonight. Deputies, in fact, going door to door, urging people to leave. 
flash flooding already washing out a section of Main Street in the town of Soquel. And in Oakland tonight, authorities investigating if weather might have been the reason for that warehouse roof collapse that was in fact deadly. We're tracking all of this and in the northeast tonight, the snow coming this evening and tomorrow. We have it all covered, beginning with senior meteorologist Rob Marciano in California tonight. Tonight, a state of emergency in California. Evacuation orders as catastrophic flash floods overtake communities here. Fatigue residents across the state hit with unrelenting extreme weather for days. Two new weather-related deaths reported. The newest storm, that atmospheric river, lashing California with wind and heavy rain. Look how violent that water is. Officials warning of a life-threatening flash flood emergency in the Central Valley town of Springville. In Santa Cruz County, deputies pelted with rain going door to door in the middle of the night, urging everyone in this Felton neighborhood to evacuate. In SoCal, a creek washing out this roadway, cutting off as many as 700 people. I mean, I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen the creek go actually through the road, so it's just nuts to see. In Oakland, authorities investigating if weather played a role in this warehouse roof collapsing overnight. One person killed, another hurt and flooding shutting down part of Interstate 580. Nearly the entire roadway is covered in water. Look at this, backing up traffic for miles. North of Sacramento at the Oroville Dam, they're opening the spillway for the first time in nearly four years. How fast is that water pouring out of the lake right now? So right now we're releasing 8,000 cubic feet per second of water. That's equivalent to a basketball of water. So 8,000 basketballs every second. That atmospheric river bringing snow to higher elevations, making driving treacherous. This vehicle sliding across Interstate 5 near Mount Shasta. Our Mololengi is in South Lake Tahoe, where they're warning of more possible roof collapses. Now, this mix of snow and rain is a dangerous combination. You see about six to seven feet of snow piled up on this roof, weighing it down. It's all absorbing the rain, creating even more weight on the roof, increasing the risk for either a roof collapse or all of it sliding off like an avalanche onto someone below. And in Southern California, the investigation ongoing and the death of those 13 snowbound residents in San Bernardino County. The Sheriff's Department saying they'll wait for the coroner to rule on official causes of death. This is a separate system now marching from the Great Lakes to the Northeast, bringing heavy snow there. So let's get right to Rob Marciano. He's live tonight at that dam in Oroville. Uh, you told us there in California, Rob, that officials are obviously closely monitoring those water levels into tonight. Just look at that there behind you. It's actually a little rainbow there. Uh, you're watching two separate storms hitting tonight. And Rob, I gather you're going to start with what you're seeing right there in the west. Yeah, well, David, you know, it's great to see this water coming out of this reservoir, but at the same time, there's so many Californians that are suffering from flash flooding. We've got flood watches that have now been extended into Sunday with the next system coming in tomorrow. All right, this atmospheric river is sliding now into Southern California. It's still 60 to 70 mile an hour winds potentially with this and heavy rains, mudslides, and more in the way of roof collapses, yes. And then this goes across the mountains with more in the way of snow there. Blizzard warning already up for the upper Midwest, and that gets into the Great Lakes uh, late in the day on Saturday. So while this one exits the next one it's getting into the northeast tonight right now it's all rain i-95 but as that low gets a little bit closer and passes over the new york area overnight tonight and tomorrow we get wraparound cold and that turns the rain into snow and we'll see a coating to a couple of inches along i-95 including new york city both coasts getting big storms tonight david quite a sight there behind you rob thank you for covering it all for us
Now the news today that reminded so many of us of the unsettling times that came with those banking failures back in 2008. Tonight, a bank has been seized by state and federal regulators. This is the biggest bank failure since 2008. And this evening, so many customers demanding to know, where is our money? Now this bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, a favorite of the tech industry, Customers today rushing to withdraw their money, finding branch offices closed and ATMs not working. Tonight here, the White House is pressed. Could other banks be next and what safeguards are in place? Here's our senior White House correspondent, Mary Bruce, tonight. From New York to California today, panicked customers scrambling to pull their money out of Silicon Valley banks, only to find them closed. All our money is in the bank. I don't know how we're going to do our payroll. I don't know what we're going to do now. It's the biggest bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. Regulators this morning shutting down and seizing the assets of the bank, a go-to lender to the tech industry. Many of those businesses today cut off from their cash. I hope we get most of it back, but yeah, it's definitely a concern. It all came crashing down in just 48 hours. As the bank tried to shore up its finances, the panic only spread on Wall Street. The bank's stock plunged and customers started pulling their money out. Once that happens, it's just inevitable it's going to fail. High interest rates have left many tech companies with less cash on hand, forcing them to withdraw more to meet their expenses. This is a bank, uh, perhaps a handful of banks that are getting nailed by the fallout from the, from the problem in the tech sector. And uh, it's not a economy-wide or a, a banking system-wide uh, problem. We pressed the White House on what this means for the tech world. How concerned are you that we could see a ripple effect just throughout this specific sector? I just want to reemphasize that we are in a fundamentally different position. Uh, that, that, you know, with the reforms of the global financial uh, crisis of 2007-2008, we've put in place stress tests and other tools that our regulators have uh, to provide more resilience to our banking system. Mary, we all listened to that closely today right there with you. The White House saying safeguards are in place since 2008, obviously trying to ease jitters about other banks, but this was unsettling today. Uh, in the meantime, while we have you, Mary, the other news today, this was a major economic headline, the new jobs report. And again, it was much better than expected. These numbers again beating expectations, David. 311,000 jobs were added last month, fueled by gains in hospitality, health care, and the retail sector. And the unemployment rate ticked up to 3.6%. The president today was very pleased with these numbers, hailing them as a clear sign that the economy, he says, is headed in the right direction. David. Right. Mary Bruce on a Friday night. Mary, thank you. We're going to turn now to the horrific images that have now emerged. The gunman taking aim at that religious center. The suspect seen firing through a window. More than 100 shots fired in all, crawling inside in Hamburg, Germany. Marcus Moore on the ground there for us tonight. Tonight, disturbing new video showing that gunman in Hamburg opening fire through a window into a Jehovah's Witness hall. He fires his pistol more than 100 times, according to police the lights eventually going out. And then he crawls through the window and continues pulling the trigger. A special police unit in the area at the time storming the building within minutes of the first calls, evacuating terrified people from the hall. The gunman then fleeing to a higher floor and police say taking his own life. Five adults were killed and a pregnant woman was badly wounded. She later miscarried. Seven other people were also hurt, three with life-threatening injuries. Police say the 35-year-old gunman, who they identified only as Philip F. for privacy law reasons, was a former member of the congregation who left 18 months ago. 
and authorities confirming to ABC News they received an anonymous tip that the shooter had developed, quote, a special rage towards religious groups, particularly the Jehovah's Witnesses. Investigators visited the suspect at his home last month, but did not find grounds to seize his weapons. And today, one by one, the bodies of those killed were brought out of the hall. Dennis Garriman paid his respects, telling us he has friends who've attended the congregation's meetings. I'm sorry this yeah, happened here. Sorry, too. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is horrible for Hamburg, at least for Germany. David, authorities also revealed today that the gunman left this congregation voluntarily about a year and a half ago, but that it apparently was not on good terms. Still, there is no specific motive for this horrific attack. David. Just awful images tonight. Marcus Moore, thank you. Now to the race for president back in this country. On the Republican side in Iowa tonight, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declaring he's from the free state of Florida, he said. He didn't mention Donald Trump by name, but what he said clearly directed at the former president. Rachel Scott in Iowa. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis traveling to Iowa today for the first time and acting very much like a presidential candidate. Good morning. I bring greetings from the free state of Florida. DeSantis pitching Florida as a model for the country on issues like COVID, where he kept the state largely open. I'm just proud to say that when during COVID the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, the state of Florida stood as a refuge of sanity. And on conservative social issues, declaring he stood up to quote the woke mob. We've done things like eliminate critical race theory from our K through 12 schools. We're not going to teach our kids to hate our country or to hate each other. DeSantis never mentioned Donald Trump by name, but he did take one undeniable swipe at the former president. There's no drama in our administration. There's no palace intrigue. We roll out and we execute and we do do things and we get things done. That message process. landing with voters like Rob Bonesock, a grandfather of three, who told me some of Trump's behavior has been distracting. When it really comes down to it. I just want to make sure that whoever we run can win. We really need to win. Do you think that Governor Ron DeSantis could win the White House? After the day, I'm even more sure that he probably is the guy. Other former Trump voters now on the fence. We need the best candidate, not necessarily, nothing against Donald Trump personally, but he's not the only horse in the race. And so let's get right to Rachel Scott reporting in from Iowa tonight. Ron DeSantis there in Iowa now. We know Donald Trump is coming. Uh, Trump has formally announced he is running. When do we expect that from DeSantis? Well, sources indicate to us, David, that DeSantis has privately told allies that he intends to run for president. We are expecting that announcement sometime after the legislative session in May. David. All right. Rachel Scott in Iowa. Rachel, thank you. Meantime, one more headline on this election. Prosecutors tonight inviting former President Trump to testify before a grand jury now investigating his alleged role in hush money payments. Now, legal experts say this is a strong signal that criminal indictments could be coming. Here's Aaron Katursky. Tonight, former President Trump may be closer to finding out if he will face criminal charges in New York over the hush money he paid to porn actress Stormy Daniels. 
Sources tell ABC News Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently informed Trump of his right to testify before the grand jury. The law requires potential criminal defendants be afforded that opportunity, but prosecutors typically only invite targets of investigations to testify if they're moving forward with criminal charges. Potential charges would involve whether Trump falsified business records when he reimbursed his former lawyer Michael Cohen, who actually made the $130,000 payment to Daniels. Trump calls the investigation a witch hunt, insisting he has done absolutely nothing wrong. And while Trump awaits the DA decision here in New York, David, he's also awaiting charging decisions from prosecutors in Atlanta and a special counsel in Washington, D.C. David? Aaron Kuturski tonight. Thank you, Aaron. And to Mexico tonight, where Mexican prosecutors have now filed charges tonight in the kidnapping of those four Americans, two of them killed. And today, the striking image, they lined up the suspects. Matt Rivers in Mexico City again tonight. Tonight, for the first time, a look at five of the men authorities say kidnapped four Americans in northern Mexico, killing two of them, each allegedly members of the Gulf cartel. They were captured not by authorities, but apparently by the cartel itself. Thursday morning, next to this pickup truck on the windshield, a note purportedly from cartel leadership. We have decided to deliver those involved and directly responsible. It reads referring to the kidnapping. Shortly after the four Americans crossed into Mexico last Friday, they were attacked. The FBI investigating this video reportedly showing their abduction as it happened. Driven around for days, they ended up here. ABC News obtaining this video of the crime scene where the Americans were eventually found. Bloodstains still on the floor. Two victims, Latavia McGee and Eric Williams, found alive. Two more, Shaid Woodard and Zendel Brown, dead. Their bodies now back in the U.S. for burial. And David, all five of those suspects now officially charged with aggravated kidnapping and homicide. David. All right, Matt Rivers in Mexico City. Matt, thank you. Meantime, back here in the U.S. tonight, embattled New York Congressman George Santos is denying he was the mastermind of an ATM fraud scheme. Uh, instead, tonight, claiming he helped fight the crime. In a sworn statement to the FBI, Justice Department, and Secret Service, a former roommate, Gustavo Trela, claims Santos trained him to skim credit card numbers from ATMs. That roommate was later arrested and deported to Brazil. Santos says he cooperated with law enforcement, insisting that former roommate is lying. The Secret Service tonight is confirming they have received a letter from that one-time roommate. When we come back on this Friday night, there is breaking news in the Kristen Smart case coming in at this hour. And then the FDA on a new treatment for migraines tonight. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.
Tonight here, news in a case that made national headlines for years, the murder of college student Kristen Smart in San Luis Obispo, California. The judge tonight sentencing Paul Flores to 25 years to life in prison. Prosecutors say he killed her after trying to rape her in his college dorm room in 1996. He was the last person to see her alive. Her body was never found. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen. Married moms in the suburbs. They've been called soccer moms. They've been called security moms. Pamela Wilk is a so-called soccer mom. Those so-called Walmart moms. She calls herself a hockey mom. I love those hockey moms. The hockey mom trying to connect with the soccer moms. In the 1990s, the idea of soccer moms as the quintessential swing voter took hold. Elections could be won or lost based on a candidate's ability to appeal to them. But were quote-unquote soccer moms actually the deciding factor? In a new series on the 538 Politics podcast, we take a look back at conventional wisdom from past elections with a critical lens. Where did that wisdom come from, and does it hold up today? Find the campaign throwback series in the 538 Politics feed wherever you get your podcasts. To the index, an actor Robert Blake has died. His hit show in the 70s, Beretta, and so many other roles, too. Years later, acquitted in 2004 of murdering his wife outside a restaurant, claiming he had gone back into that restaurant to get a gun he left in a booth. Robert Blake was 89. To your health tonight, and the FDA approving the first nasal spray to treat migraines. Pfizer says the drug Zavspret may work faster than pills for some relieving pain in as soon as 15 minutes. The drug is expected to be available with a prescription by July. Finally tonight, the countdown is on to the Oscars. The big night Sunday. Let's do it. The 95th Academy Awards set to make history. Having any fun yet? In fact, this year, first-time nominees are dominating the award categories. 16 of the 20 acting contenders nominated for the first time, including all of the nominees in the Best Actor category. Austin Butler for Elvis. So don't you mess with me. And Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin. Do you know what you used to be? No, Patrick, what did I used to be? Nice! And for the first time in history... The way of water connects all things. Two sequels, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick, are both nominated in the Best Picture category. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Also in that category, everything, everywhere, all at once. That movie leading with 11 nominations for the night. The most nominations ever for Asian actors and actresses, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, the first Asian actress ever nominated in the category. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. So many Hollywood veterans nominated, including Angela Bassett, up for Best Supporting Actress in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Have I not given everything? Also in that category, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now you may only see a pile of boring forms and numbers, but I see a story. And up for Best Supporting Actor, Ki-Hui Kwan. And we remember what he said about this second chance, this comeback early in this award season. To all those at home, who are watching, who are struggling and waiting to be seen, please keep on going because 
the spotlight will one day find you. The Oscars Sunday night here on ABC. Good night. Married moms in the suburbs. They've been called soccer moms. They've been called security moms. Pamela Wilk is a so-called soccer mom. Those so-called Walmart moms. She calls herself a hockey mom. I love those hockey moms. The hockey mom trying to connect with the soccer moms. In the 1990s, the idea of soccer moms as the quintessential swing voter took hold. Elections could be won or lost based on a candidate's ability to appeal to them. But were quote-unquote soccer moms actually the deciding factor? In a new series on the 538 Politics podcast, we take a look back at conventional wisdom from past elections with a critical lens. Where did that wisdom come from, and does it hold up today? Find the campaign throwback series in the 538 Politics feed wherever you get your podcasts.